sponsor of the Score North Studios, TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. The message I tried to get across to, to them was, look, I don't want to just impact your team on the field. I want to impact your entire organization. And this could possibly uh, be, you know, uh, my final contract at, at some point. And I want to leave a, you know, an imprint on this organization uh, for what I'm, whenever I am finished playing. That, the voice of Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, newest Twins slugger. This is the Score North Twin Show, a special edition of the Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore with Judd Zolgad and Manny Hill. Gentlemen, happy Josh Donaldson week to you. How about this, huh? For, for all those who yeah. observe. It, it's a week in, in which the Twins became, um, as Thad Levine told us on yesterday's show, probably not as well liked, hated by more teams, and Good. and a bit more intense. Good, which is I, which is fantastic. Good. I, yeah. I love the attitude. And by the way, I went back and went through what Thad said to us yesterday yeah. on the afternoon show, and I missed this when he was talking. But I went back and listened twice. He said at one point in talking about how Donaldson is wound and how he's and how he's wound tightly and how it's going to impact the twins and how teams feel about the twins. He said when we make the playoffs. Yes, when. That didn't say if we make the playoffs. He said when we make the playoffs. I love the cockiness. If this is the new twins, yes. I don't know if they're going to be successful or not, but I like the brashness. Okay, so I was thinking about this because the three of us in this room, plus our good friend Rami Makloff, Phil Mackey, Glenn Perkins, like we've had fun talking about the twins for the past year of Score North and the Score North Twin Show. We broke out the Bomba bus. Rami cut the brakes for some reason. It was reckless and irresponsible, but we love him anyways. I was thinking about this, and we'll get into, by the way, today's show, this uh, special edition. We are going to do sort of an off-season report card and revisit it. Because we gave the Twins a grade a little prematurely, Judd, and I think Rami was the one that forced our hand on that. It's real time, man. That's I know, until I know, you, I know. Until you make a move, we're giving you a grade. You're right, and so now we get to revisit those report that's cards. What makes the, that's what makes Sports Talk great. It's why some pens have erasers, and we will go back mm-hmm. move by move and kind of break down the offseason. But I was thinking to myself, it was, it was a fun year of the Twins show, in part because it was new with Score North, in part because it was a daily you know, five days a week focused twin show with a bunch of caller interaction and everything like that. It, it, it was just fun. But the thing that is going to be missing this year, Judd, for better or for worse, yep. the twins just far exceeded expectations. So it was like, hey, this is going to be a good team. And then, whoa, this is a great team. Mm-hmm. Now this year we're expecting this is going to be a great team. Show us what you got. I'm curious to see how that dynamic changes, uh, not only for our show, obviously, but for the clubhouse as well. Well, I, I think... <laughs> From a fan's perspective, expectations are raised, should be raised, and that's why people were rightfully ticked off before the Donaldson move, because with expectations raised and nothing done, basically, and, and I know that you improved your bullpen a bit and made moves here and there and brought back uh, Pineda and signed Homer Bailey and signed Rich Hill, but until the Donaldson move, I think there was rightfully skepticism about what they were doing and what they were going to do. That's from the fans' perspective. I've told you, I think the Donaldson signing from a clubhouse perspective is huge. Because yeah. if I'm Nelson Cruz, I'm calling people before that, and I'm like, Really? I'm turning 40 on, what, July 1st or 2nd? How many How many times do re- you want to run this back? And really? Yeah. This is what you're not doing? So I think it's fair in both cases. 
that there was a level of expectation. Because, you know, as surprising, because it was fun as last year was, these guys have made some really good moves. And I think we all agreed at some point in time this direction was going in, or this franchise was going in the right direction. Yeah, It got there quicker than I thought it would. But at that point, that's when you say, are you going to make the next move? And it's why, and Rami's far more skeptical than I am about this, it's why I do believe, because Donaldson is 34, it's a four, possibly five-year contract, but clearly it's not for four years from now. Like, they're not thinking, oh, when Donaldson peaks 38, it's for the here and now. That's why I firmly do believe that they are going to make a trade for an upper echelon. I'm not saying Hall of Fame pitcher, but I am saying a starter who is going to bolster the rotation. And I I have trouble believing that these guys are going to fool themselves into thinking that a guy like Rich Hill is is anything more than gravy. Okay. Like, if Rich Hill does great, that's fantastic. But I think we're going to get another move here. Okay. Not, not in the next couple days, and perhaps not even during spring training. But before July 31st, if things trend correctly here. Because the other thing with Josh is, that press conference yesterday... What hit me was, I don't think there's any way that he just said, hey, you're going to pay yeah. me all this? That's fantastic. And <laughs> I heard you talking about this. And by the way, this. I don't mind losing. Right, whatever. I think Josh probably said, what's your plan here? So He, he is wound. I mean, this guy... Oh, Nel- you you know that was part, part of the phone call, but, right? And Nelson Cruz leads through, what, what's the right word? The panache? Like, he's got that it factor. He's just a leader. But, but he's a laid-back... Yeah, yeah. I take a nap type of guy, which is fine. But people follow Nelson Cruz because of, of the it factor. If yeah. people follow Josh, it's because you say, oh my gosh, you are like, okay, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a captain type. So, Judd, you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Manny, I hadn't heard your thoughts on but the Rami sort of... Well, let's just put words in his mouth. He's not here to defend himself. Our, our mutual friend and co-host, Rami Makloff, um, says that... He is not so sure that the Twins are going to add pitching now in addition to Josh Donaldson. Others, like Judd, are saying, well, you don't add Josh Donaldson and then just leave your pitching staff out to the Wolves, right? How confident are you, Manny, that the Twins are going to make a move? Not necessarily before Fort Myers, but that by July 31st, by August 1st, deadline day is gone, the Twins have another high-caliber starter in their rotation. I'm confident that they're going to try. Um, I'm, I'm confident that they're, that they're going to be all in on trying to add an impact pitcher, a, you know, a number two starter type or, you know, a one B to Jose Barrios's one a sure. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, what gives me pause though, is I'm not sure how willing they're going to be able to, or how willing they they will want to part with their top prospects to do so sure. to make to make that sort of a move. Rami has accused them of being prospect hoarders, and I think Did you go so far. I, I think when it comes to their top three, probably here's mm-hmm. the, here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to trade for a next level starting pitcher who can probably slot right behind Barrios, who I think, right or wrong, they are thinking is, is going to take another step in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think Rosario's part of a package for sure. I think he's gone. And a prospect or two. So, you're, but I'm not talking about your top three. I'm talking about Rosario and so no Lewis, no Kirilov, yeah. no who would be the third the, guy? Probably the pitcher who we can't pronounce. His name. Jordan B, as we yeah. call him, yeah. Jordan Balazovich. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but but if you but in baseball today, if you dip into your top ten, that's a that's a pretty that's considered to be sacred territory by some. Uh, and I got to think that 
Rosario gets included, probably. Hmm. And again, we're not talking about, you know, if you, I guess if the expectation is, well, Judd, are you talking about a guy who's going to Cooperstown, a pitcher? My answer is no. But I think there are pitching options out there that would solidify the staff, that would that would slot guys in correctly. That's my hope, at least. Now, can they get a guy like that for someone that's not Lewis Kirchhofer? Yeah. So there's a couple ways so to much. yeah. There's a couple ways to approach it. And by the way, I think Baseball Prospectus threw Trevor Larnick up in their top. Was it top three? I think they bumped Larnick ahead of uh, Alex Kirilov, if I'm okay, not mistaken, really? on their prospects list. So, hmm. so maybe Larnick's name starts creeping into this of like the would you, would you not trade them conversation. Um, there are a couple ways to go about it, guys. And I think the way the Twins are wired, and I liked your word, hope, or like that they're going to try. They hope to be able to do that. There's a difference to me between signing Madison Bumgarner right now, who's 30 or whatever, and finding the next guy who's going to have a Bumgarner-like start to his career or or is one mechanical tweak or one pitch mix adjustment away from, hey, he was like, he was fine, back-end starter. He hung around in the bigs for a bit, and he did a job for a bad team. But this dude's got stuff, whether it's a fastball, you know, a high spin to use it up in the zone or a breaking ball that's really underused if I could just get him to use this a little bit differently, Wes Johnson and pitching staff, you know, the the coaches and support staff around that, I think that's what the Twins are going to try to do. And now, right or wrong, because there is something to be said for, well, this dude has already proven it. <laughs> this dude has already shown um, who's a good example. Well, went off the board this winter. Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, guys like that. They'd shown that they were at that level. Those guys, they're tough to acquire. They're expensive or they cost you a ton of prospect capital. Mm-hmm. So I think the more, if you want to call it cost-effective or uh, prudent way to go about it, is try to spot the diamond in the rough. Who's next? Who's going to have that breakout? And then be willing to trade whatever prospects it takes to get there. I, I don't think that they're prospect hoarders, but again, I have no real basis for that because they haven't shown anything to the contrary yet in the three yeah, we'll years under out. Derek Falvey. I just think they're going to try to target the guy who's next rather than the guy who's there right now. So would like a John Gray type of guy be falling into that category? Is he a little bit too old for that? I don't know that he's I mean, too old. Because he's, not, he's but, not old, but you know what I mean? Like he's exactly. mid he, to late 20s, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's only got a couple years team control left. Yeah. Um, Herman Marquez is the the other name from the Rockies that I've thrown out is like a fun mm-hmm. one. I like Matthew Boyd, I think, more than... One of the most people seem to like him. He had a kind of bad second half last that's year. That's a that's a central division tax you'd have to pay too. Yeah, yeah, I'd pay it. That tax exists. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't scare me. Like maybe it scares the twins. I don't know. I haven't talked with them about it. But like I just strongly think um, they're going to be better at this. By the way, Manny, than than like you or I to be able to sit here and say, sure. yeah, John Gray's that dude. Yeah. Um, another sort of just off the radar one that somebody asked me about today on Twitter dot com. Um, I'm at Derek Wetmore, you're at Jay Zolged, and at Manny Hill 84 mm-hmm. You guys can follow us there. But someone asked me, what do you think about the Twins getting David Price? Now, that to me is along the same lines of conversations that we were just having there about the guys who are who's next. Where you see David Price, and you see his track record, and you've got to decide, do I think there's more in there? And do I think it's worth? Now that'd be a different kind of package. So I don't even want to lump these two together. Well, well that comes that comes uh, prospect wise cheap, but then you've got to pay, or they pay and the prospects go up. 
You know what I mean? Give them a stud prospect. You know, and they eat some salary. I gotta be honest. Of all the scenarios, just trying to do the math on how the Twins operate and think, yeah. I think that's the longest of long shots. It is because it takes two to tango. And I just don't. Case. And I don't see them giving up a bunch of prospects for Price because Price is is while he could be effective, he's probably or he's not probably he's closer to the finish line than the starting line. And if the if Boston just comes and says, okay, just give us um. Give us your 50th prospect, but then pay a salary. <laughs> Twins aren't paying that salary. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think your your Boyd, uh, John Gray, that type of that type of trade, um, sure, sure. Ray from the Diamondbacks, I think that's a little bit more yeah. palatable to them. Yeah, but I, I, I just I'm not going if I gotta think that something along those lines at some point in time, and it might take a few months here. So again, we're gonna have to be patient. But I Gotta think that when you sign a 34-year-old third baseman, that something else is in the works. And and the most important thing, personally for me, what the Donaldson signing did was it bought my patience. I was growing impatient, rightfully so. I that's think a, a lot of that's people. That's an were. expensive price tag for your it patience. Bought, but, but seriously, it bought it bought, it bought my patience because because it does a lot of things. Yeah. It does a lot of things right. It gets it gets a guy who is a good glove. A really good bat, a really good glove. Like your third yeah, base yeah. play now goes way up, yeah. which which helps your pitching. It gets a guy who I think is going to be a nice addition to your clubhouse. It moves Sano to a position I wanted him moved to. Now that's a whole work in progress as well, I'm sure. But yep. nonetheless, it gets the wheels in motion to do things that needed to be done. I think. Yep. Um. So I'm I'm maybe I'm the low man on this, and I this is hot take court territory. But I'm cool with the Twins starting the season with this pitching staff and seeing what you got. They might. And let's learn and let's figure out when Big Mike comes back. What is he? If he's the dude that he was when he got shut down, like that's a that's a mid-rotation starter. Check that box. Homer Bailey. I was talking with somebody with the Twins yesterday. When they added Bailey, they were looking at his second sta- second half stuff from last year after the trade. I think he went to Oakland. Is that right? Yeah. Traded to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Kansas City to Oakland. Found something in his pitch mix. Um, whether it was playing up with the, I think he throws a split. He's one of those guys. I'd have to go back and, and dig on the research, but that they liked what they saw in second half Homer Bailey and not only think that he can repeat it, they think that there's more there, which I know you're smiling and it's dangerous and a guy at That's that the age Martin in his career. Perez. That's the, but it's Martin Perez with a better track record. Sure, but the these are all nice things. But I'm I'm with you now. My patience is bought. I yep, if yeah. they if they have not supplemented the starting pitching staff by opening day now, sure. I'm not going to freak out about it. Previously, I wanted to know what they were doing. Now I sort of get it. So I'm saying they've they've bought months of my patience sure. now. But so if you go in, I I don't love it. But if you go in Barrios opening day followed by Odorizzi fo- followed by Bailey, I'm a lot less offended now as a follower of the Twins than I was two weeks ago. I hear you 100. percent So and- I'm not I'm not pushing back against your point. I think you're probably right. I also think that they're go- they hopefully will be smart enough to see what's what, right? And how this lines up. July one rolls around and the pitching staff exactly. looks different than today. Then it then the impetus is on you. Now it's move time. Right, exactly. Somebody gets hurt, or someone's ineffective, or the 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 Pineda bubble burst, or whatever, and he's not the guy you were hoping he was. Okay, well that's too bad. But now you've still got a runway to fix that in 2020. That's I guess that's something they didn't really have in 19. Judd, they they went in probably assuming that it was going to be you know Odo Barrios Pineda or in some order there starting games one, two, and three of an ALDS. 
if and when they should get there. And that plan obviously blew up in their face. Too late to do anything about it. This year, it's not too late to do anything about it. By the way, I'm not ruling out a move before the end of spring training because the Twins have shown a complete willingness to do that. Yeah. Right? The the night before spring training? Is that right? No, we were down there already. So the Odo trade happened in spring training. Yep. The obviously Lance Lynn, Logan Morrison, that stuff happened late, late. Mm -hmm. And and they talked about, well, we learned our lesson there a little bit. It was almost March when that. Yeah, that's right. right? I think Lynn might have been March, actually. But then, fast forward just one year, Marwin signed in spring training. So it's like, yeah, you learned a lesson, but in some places you can take that shot, I guess. Except Marwin was a good clubhouse guy. Now, I'm not sure exactly how things are, are go- going to shake out from his experience in Houston now that we know more about that. But just as t- but Fascinating. just but just talking about Marwin as a clubhouse presence, he was really good. I I honestly think that to and this is where I will give Falvey and Levine a ton of credit. And we all applauded this at the time. So this was not a first guess. We didn't know this at the time. But when they signed Morrison and especially Lynn, we're all like, oh my gosh, you got those guys for a song and Good this is value. great. This yeah. is great value. Yeah, and, yes. and Lance Lynn, look at the track record. And Addison and, Reed. And yeah, and but we were all so so this was not us being like, Don't do that. And then we all saw it disintegrate. And and I think I think that the twins as a whole said what we said, which was, Oh my gosh, these guys are toxic. Like these are not good good clubhouse guys. They're terrible. Not in that situation. Yeah. I mean, Lance Lynn was brutal. Lomo was goofy, and Reed, as far as I could tell, was a miserable yeah. human. So, so, but anyway, fast forward then to Nelson Cruz. You couldn't do better than that. Yeah, that's first top of class, the and now Donaldson. They're sort of supplementing again. And could he butt heads with with teammates at times? It sounds Abs- like it, absolutely. But I yeah. don't know. I mind that because he's not doing because it doesn't sound like he's going to be doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, Lance Lynn was woe was me. Reed was just miserable. And again, I think. Lomo was just sort of goofy. So I give those guys a ton of credit because it does seem like through the Lance Lynn era experiment, they learned a lot and have sort of gone to school on the one thing that we probably don't talk about enough, especially in baseball, where it's 162 games and months together, which is the intangibles and the dynamic of the makeup. Forget the players, the humans. So there are a couple of fascinating things about the personality because you compared him with a hockey player yesterday, Judd, and I think you're... I think your analysis is right on there. That he's sort of cut differently than and then a lot of baseball players. I'm talking about Donaldson here. And the fascinating dynamic that's just going to play out in front of our eyes is how does that fit in with a clubhouse that was considered really good last year? Now, it's easy to have a good clubhouse when you win two-thirds of your games. Like, great, 101 wins. Yeah, we're all friends. Yep. Awesome. What happens when adversity hits? That's when you know if you have a good room or not. Donaldson, to me is going to be a wild card in that dynamic. But the reason that I wouldn't be worried about it if I was the Twins or a Twins fan, Rocco. Rocco Baldelli's just got the... he's He he understands the lay of the land. He understands... By the way, Donaldson's thing yesterday, Judd, about how... I, I went from being the worst player in the big leagues, got sent down, up and down, on the shuttle, and then I... You know, he didn't say this, but he became Josh Donaldson, you know, in capital letters that... MVP winner in 2015 with the Blue Jays. I think he's able to relate to a wide range of players for that reason. And Rocco, exact same deal. You know, what were we lauding him for last year? It's like, okay, this guy was a high draft pick, superstar track. He was supposed to be amazing, and he kind of had it taken from him. 
right? Fair to say? Yes. So he's dealt with the lows as well as the highs in Major League Baseball. I think Donaldson's the same way. Well, In that way, it's kind of nice that they're able to relate to multiple different kinds of people. And Rocco does a great job, and as we talked about last year, it's sort of the, the zen of Rocco. It's sort, yes. it's, it's sort of this otherworldly thing, but I think the most important dynamic <laughs> in that clubhouse, and what Rocco did a great job was, because I don't think Rocco feels threatened, which is key, was Nelson Cruz was the it factor. And he's still going to be. Like, Josh is not going to walk in and be like, this is my clubhouse. I, I don't get that impression. At Nelson Cruz... Probably not. Nelson Cruz is an incredibly... Strikes me as, until it's time not to be laid back, laid back dude, okay? But guys, follow him. Again, he's got that weird, I can't... It's a God-given it thing that some people have, and I don't know why, but it's really impressive. Yeah. Josh is going to walk in and be wired tighter, but I think in the clubhouse, if that gets to be a problem... Josh also strikes me as the type of guy who a guy like Cruz could easily pull aside and be like, dude, just calm down right now. But here, but here's where it gets really intriguing to me with from what Thad said on our show yesterday. And this is what I love. The outward appearance of the 2019 twins was this really nice story. And you guys are, man, the twins way is back. And aren't you cute? You're at Yankee Stadium for the ALDS. Doing more than you should and, be doing. And Nelson Cruz's attitude and 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 leadership abilities really doesn't offset that. Like, he's not going to be, oh, no, it's tough. You know, yeah, he's still yeah. Nelson Cruz. Josh Donaldson is the type of guy who's going to be like, bleep you. We're, and he and you know what? They might lose in three. I don't know. But I think the Donaldson addition to me takes this experiment of locker room chemistry to the next step as well, where it also plays itself out on the field. And now, to Levine's point, the Twins aren't likable. And yeah. guess what? Yeah. You love that. Yeah. Because Nelson Cruz, eminently likable. Everybody respects him. They respect Josh, too. But he's also going to throw it right back in your face. That's not... The Twins, I don't think, really had that guy last well, year. Well, like, look no further than the guy that I kept touting all summer on the Score North First Place Twin Show. Eventually became the Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show, Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver was a fun story last year. I'm sure if you're a visiting player, you come into town, you're like, yeah, man. Like, you know, dap it up. This dude came from whatever the minor leagues and you didn't hear his name a whole ton. He wasn't at the top of top prospect lists and he just rakes. He turned himself into something. Yeah. With the help of some twins coaches, but like who did the work? Mitch Garver did the work. And I think that's a fun story, but then if he's a part-time catcher hitting 35 bombs off you and sinks you in a, you know, his home runs matter in two out of three wins in a series. Suddenly you don't like that guy as much anymore. Suddenly yep. he's no longer the guy that's like, oh, he made himself into something. Now it's just like star hitter Mitch Garver. I think you're right. I think we see a page turn this year on the Twins where they're not they're not come from nothing. They're not pop up. They're not surprising they're not you. This is the Twins. They're going to have they they should have an edge that they probably lacked. And and I don't know if that's going to be important to fans, but I think it's important to opponents, Derek. I think so too. I think but I'm curious to see how they deal with that expectation and, again. But and and the one thing place where you're right is the dynamic that's going to be so fascinating to watch will be the internal one in yep. that clubhouse. Yep. I just think that Donaldson's a smart enough guy where if Nelson Cruz says, Come here a second. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna, gonna be like, No, 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 this is my team. I think he's he's gonna say what? And and so that that clubhouse. Do you put their lockers like down? That they're both going to be corner him, guys. Where Castro was. 
Yep. Okay. So, so they're down across from each other. Donaldson but, and Cruz are like five feet from each other. But I do think that this takes the next step in in the fact that there is a confidence in that clubhouse now that it basically because of Cruz, just among the players, could police itself. Yeah. Like I don't think Rocco had to step in a lot. No. Do you? No. No. But I, I, I'm curious to see losing a couple of coaches and stuff like that. We can talk about that on the other side. But I'm curious to see how that room changes. The clubhouse Mm -hmm. is going to be different. It just is. It is every year, and this year's no exception. It's no different. Let's do this. Let's come back. We can talk about some of the coaches they lost. We can talk about some of the players they lost. And then go blow by blow for the Twins offseason, 2019 heading into 2020. I don't know if we need letter grades, but I'm going to tease letter grades. So get your report cards out, Judd and Manny. We'll do that on the other side of this. This is Score North First Place AL Central Champs Twin Show. Manny Hill, Judd Zelgad, and Derek Wetmore back after this. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here for my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. Score North. This is the one they're talking about. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. ScoreNorth.com. Score North download time. Hello, friends. I'm Manny Hill. I'm still a little line there from, from Jim Nance. Uh, Score North Twin Show. We're in the middle of that right now. And uh, we've been talking, of course, about the big Josh Donaldson signing by the Minnesota Twins. And you know what? Twins general manager Thad Levine. He was on the Mackie and Judd with Rami show yesterday after the uh, Josh Donaldson presser. And uh, you heard Judd and Derek mention it last segment about uh, what Thad had to say about the addition of Josh Donaldson. Well, here is what uh, Mr. Levine had to say. Yeah, I think I think last year when we got to the playoffs, the sentiment around the league was, "Oh, it's cute that the the little 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 twins are in the playoffs. That's that's great. You're a fun team to root for." Uh, and I think that's you know we were an endearing story, a lot of great personalities. I don't think when we get back to the playoffs, people will be speaking of us quite the same way, and that will be in large regard to Josh Donaldson. I think he's going to bring an edge and a conviction to this team that even belies some of the guys that, that are here. And and I think as a result, uh, we may no longer be the most popular team in the league. Yeah, you heard Thad say it. Judd mentioned it already. When we get to the playoffs. Boom. Thad Levine that? said it himself. When we get to the playoffs. Whew, it's going to be fun in 2020. That is your Score North download. Now back to the Score North first place AL Central Champs Twin Show, Derek. Thank you, Manny Hill and uh, Thad Levine for that Score North download. Um, we're going to do a report card here on the Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show. Um, it's Derek Wetmore and Judd Zolgad with you talking about the offseason for the Twins. And yes, we gave him a grade before the offseason was over. That's sports radio, Judd, as you mentioned. But I think it, I think it changes the perspective on a lot of these moves now that they also got a star in Josh Donaldson. Okay, yeah, um, that's fair. So let's do that. And uh, if you want to get in on the conversation, 651-646-8255. You can call us here in the TCL broadcast studios. 651-646-8255. That's what John in Manhattan has done. Before we get to the report cards, I want to hear from him. John, you hey, are on the Score doing? North Twins show. We're good. How are you? 
I'm good. I am so happy that Twins show is back semi-regularly. I'm ready for it. Thank I you. for it. We are, too. Um, good, good. Uh, I So just my grade would be right now a B. Okay. So getting a star is great. I'm with both of you guys, what you're saying, where I wanted a pitcher. I think they could have used a pitcher. However, I called in to Rami, and I said, I would rather take Josh Donaldson than Madison Bumgarner. I think you have a point that getting a guy – who is at the start of his career or earlier in his career is better than a guy who's been there uh, price-wise and also some guy that you can still mold maybe into what you want to do. The one thought I had, though, and we kind of saw Rocco. I trust Rocco. I think he's great. Judd, these sirens are for you. John, um, <laughs> thank you very much. Yep, you know, this yep. is so much better slice of Manhattan than before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just felt so bad I had to call back. Um, so the... I trust Rocco, but I think his bullpen management was a little suspect at times. I felt like sometimes he played for the whole season and didn't maybe go for the win each day. And not going for the win, yeah, we won 100 games, but at the end of the day, we didn't get to host the ALDS. Right. And I think things changed. So I'm, I'm curious to see if he does anything there. And then the only other thought, this jackhammer is for you as well. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> You're the greatest. One of a kind, John. I got you. And and the last thing uh, I'll say really quick, and it's been on my mind a little bit, and I know it's a common thing with football, is like the strength and conditioning coach will often come under fire if people get hurt. And I know that some injuries, especially in a game like baseball you're playing every day, can be flukes and people wear down. But I do think new new front office, new manager, new coaching staff – uh, are we at any point worried about the strength and conditioning when you see somebody like Max Kepler who, you know, whatever happened to him, which we still don't really know, uh, or like Polanco's ankle, like, yeah, people get hurt. But I guess my, my concern would just be do we know that whatever they're doing behind the scenes is, is sure. safe or, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. John, thank you for the call. Thanks, John. Talk to you. They changed them too, right? They yeah, they made they, some changes in that stuff again. So I'm not as worried about uh, strength and conditioning. If they were worried about it, they have addressed it now because yeah, they've they've changed the top of that. They've sort of restructured the medical department too. Um, probably another show for another time. But his point on giving the off season a B is interesting because you know they went into the off season as the best team in the central. Mm-hmm. And I think it puts into perspective what the goals are. The goal is not just to win the central. The goal is to win a World Series. So, do, do the White Sox get an A, Derek? Uh, well, yes, in that the off my, season. Right, right. Oh yeah, no. I'm saying, but we are grading. We are grading moves made since the since the last baseball game was played. How many wins do you add? I think the White Sox have added more wins. Okay, because yeah. the White Sox made a lot of impressive moves, and I'm pretty sold on on, on the fact that they are definitely an improving team. That is now spent. I'm not sure they're great, but, yeah. but I think but I think they're definitely a threat. With that being said, like I do think we on the outside don't think of Odorizzi and Pineda as ads, and I think the twins do. I asked Falvey about the pitching yesterday at the press conference. Basically, you know, you talk about impact pitching and now you got a bat. Can you talk about the thought process, how that evolved right. to where Josh is sitting next to you today? And he just said he brought up Odorizzi and he brought up Pineda. I think they viewed it as a vacancy in their starting rotation because Barrios was the only one under contract. Right. And now I think they count those two guys as ads. And so I definitely, for whatever that's worth. And I definitely don't. Yeah. That's I, what I'm saying. I, I don't, but I just. Because you had those guys last year. But when you look at what the White Sox have done, I'm definitely impressed. 
The Donaldson addition to the Twins is a very n- nice one. And Cleveland has actually not taken itself out of the division race because yet. they have not subtracted <laughs> right, yet, but we right. don't know if, if they're going to, right? right? Yeah, exactly. We got another call here. Let's go to that um, before we get to our grades. And uh, if John in Manhattan's still listening, good luck evading whoever you were trying to evade. That's there. Manhattan, Hope man. It goes well no, for that's you. what makes that city great. Like he was in the cop car <laughs> yeah, for a second right. there. Stop, you guys. That's how it is. That's what makes that city so great. Amazing. We've got Billy in Minneapolis. You are on the Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show. What's up, Billy? All right, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Hey, uh, I had I had a couple takes here. Um, uh, one, uh, who's our backup catcher now that Castro's gone? And if we uh, use Rosario as a trading chip, boy, that leaves us really right. We, we're really right-handed. Yeah. We, uh, Donaldson, you got to look at that almost the whole infield. We, I don't know. I mean, I, I, he's probably our, 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 you know, our, our best bet at getting some good starting pitching because he's established and all that. And uh, but boy, that sure leaves us right-handed. And who? Uh, we need a left-handed. Kitcher, so I'm thinking off the deal probably be it. I don't know. I'll, I'll hang up and see what you guys think. Bye. Good deal. Billy, thanks for the call. Uh, Alex Avila is going to be their backup, sort of platoon matchup with uh, pronunciation. Mitch correct there, I can't figure so, out what the pronunciation is. I've heard Falvey call him Alex Avila, which that, is what I called that, him my whole life. I thought it was. Well, see, I thought it was Avila for a long time, and then I heard Avila. That's what Rami says, right? Avila, yeah. and Avila. Rami said he checked. Yeah. I will ask him in Fort Myers. While in Chicago. Yeah, okay. Because I was with your pronunciation forever. Because of the executive, his father. Yeah, the Detroit Lions. Avila. GM, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, No, Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, yeah. That that was a slip of of the old man. Okay, all right, just make sure. The Detroit Tigers GM. Yep. And he's, he's lucky. He's well, actually, the Tigers and Lions and Red Wings <laughs> sure. all stink. Flip so a coin. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Sorry. Pick a team. Sorry, Detroit. <laughs> Shouts to the Pistons. Um, I don't know. I think they're fine at catcher. I wanted them to go bigger. Uh, you remember me? I was saying yes, Manny Grandal yeah. would have been a fascinating pairing that. with Mitch Garver and Grandal behind the plate. They're not going that direction. The White Sox took them off the board. What did he get? So, four and... 73? 70, something, something like that. 74? Yeah. Here's, here's my concern. Big money. My concern about catcher is not the depth chart. It is... Is Garver going to catch all the time? No. I'd I'd have oh. him catch 60% of the Is he going to play some first base as well? I mean, I'd like to keep that bat oh, in the I lineup. Oh, I see what you're saying. But I don't want him catching... No, nah, I'd sit him. All the time. I'd sit him. I think it worked out so well last year. Okay. I don't... So you're, you're not going to push your luck. That's right. Okay. Now, maybe you try that for a stretch early in the season and see how it goes or, or something. I don't know. But I really think... And believe me, I'll raise my hand as the biggest Mitch Garver bobo on the show... All of last summer, I was saying, you know, future all-star Mitch Garver, anytime we talked about him. Uh-huh. I don't know that you can just take that batting line and extrapolate it for 600 plate appearances and keep it as high. That's fair. That's always been the that's always been the wrestling match with catchers. It's like Joe Maurer would have been a better hitter if he just sat when he, when he wanted to, primarily day games after night games, or, you know, if he didn't get those DH at-bats. But then you were like, well, dude, but 70% of Joe Maurer is still better than the next guy. So you're in there. Thanks, Joe. And that is what you're wrestling with with Garver now. I, I, I think that the Twins are still going to try to protect him as much as possible. You're going to see Alex Avila or Avila or whatever we <laughs> figure out that his Avila. name is. I'm so used to Avila. Yeah, same here. So anyway, he's going to play to keep Garver sitting enough that he is healthy and productive when he's on and the he's field. Does decent, that make sense? And he's a decent backup option, too. Yeah, he's fine. He's not a train wreck. Uh, he's regarded well as a defensive catcher, and uh, it's the lefty-righty thing, so sure. that helps. You, you can find 
time off for Garver. But to answer your question, like, would I put Garver at first base? Probably not. No, I would just say maybe he DHs every once in a while against the lefty. Okay. But I, I think he's that a catcher 60% of the time. Um, his other concern was about Rosario trading him. Would you? You're not worried about being too right-handed if you get rid of Rosario. I just. Uh, he, By the way, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm not really worried about. I'm not. If I'm going to trade somebody off my roster who's going to help me get something in return, that's my top candidate to yeah. trade. Okay, that's my point. Corner right. outfielder. Um, when engaged, I really like him in the game, but there's times he's not engaged. There's times he does things that I don't understand. He's, he's a good player. He's flawed. Exactly. The, the snafus in the outfield just drive me crazy. Yeah, he's just a guy. It's it's not that I'm desperate to get rid of his bat. It's that mm-hmm. if somebody comes to me and says I want a I want a good player off your 25 man roster, I'm looking at him first. Okay, that's fair. Let's go through the offseason grade because it's something I teased at the top of the show. Score North Twins listeners are going to call us out if we if we had a tease and didn't deliver on it. And I actually kind of like this exercise. It gets us a refresher on all of the things they've done this winter. Okay. Leading into the Josh Donaldson signing, I'll start with the outgoings. Um, we talked about the coaches, Derek Shelton, James Rousen, Jeremy Hefner. Um, I think they're going to miss those guys. How can you quantify that? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'll throw up my hands for that. Okay. Also saying goodbye, Jason Castro, Jonathan Scope, CJ Crone, Martin Perez, Stephen Gonsalves, Cole Stewart, Trevor Hildenberger. Any of those individual names... Go back through the uh, players again, if you... Jason Castro, Jonathan Scope, CJ Crone. Detroit, no, yep. Yep, those are the three position players that they say goodbye to. Um, The CJ Crone that started the season, and actually before his thumb got hurt, was a pretty good fielder, I felt, and Mm -hmm. definitely hit with power. Could be missed, but the CJ Crone, who was played after June, won't be. Scope, no at all. Because you got the other guy. And Castro, I would say no. So there, there's no, there's nobody on the list that you gave me where I would say, boy, I think that's really going to hurt the team. In, in fact, I think there's probably more of a conversation to be had about the coaching list that you just went through as far as impact in that clubhouse and with that team than the player list. I think you could be right. I yeah. think you could be right. Especially when you consider who's replacing the guys. So let's just go position players. Castro for Avila. Mm-hmm. Yeah. S- Kind of a straight swap, or you hope it is if you're the twins. Scope was replaced, basically. Scope was replaced in the season. Yeah. Right? I mean, Luis Arise came in and was just amazing. Now, does he set the world on fire again this summer? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I think you're kind of counting on that bat to be there again this year. I don't think Scope comes back no matter what, too. I think he was gone. I, I think he was a plug-and-play one-year guy. Could be. And then CJ Crone, to your point. Good stuff, good run, and then he got the thumb hurt, and it really it never seemed like that went away. It seemed like he was still dealing with that in October. He was, uh, you know, we're talking time of the ALDS. So if you're replacing CJ Crone with Miguel Sano and replacing Miguel Sano with Josh Donaldson, you see where I'm going with this. Yes, we'll end the show with Josh Donaldson because we've done a ton of JD talk for Josh Donaldson week here at Score North. But let's go back through their off season. I've got six big news days for you, Judd. Okay. The first of them. Jake Odorizzi doesn't really get a chance to explore the market. He gets to talk to teams, but ultimately... He should have, too. Yeah, he probably would have made some more money. But he comes back on a one-year, $17.8 million deal. I think that's an A for the Twins. Yeah, that is... is The Jake camp clearly, and rightfully so, looked back at the last two years and thought, we'll take it, Mm -hmm. and then free agency hit. 
And it all changed. So, yes, I the way that played out is a definite A because I think if you went to uh, Jake and his people now and said, you, you can do it again, they'd say, oh, okay, we're going to talk to teams. So that's a huge A because he's a good pitcher, and and the reality is if he had hit the market and come back, it'd be a multi-year contract, right, for far more. Yeah, you'd think so. So the Twins won that one. How you much so? do you guys? How much do you guys think he would have gotten if he would have just hit the market? I think he would have gotten like a three-year contract, multi-year like contract, three and like sixty-five-ish, yeah, or sixty. Mm-hmm. But I think he definitely he definitely would have had more long-term security. But in his defense, the last two yeah. winters had, did nothing to you. you would know. have thought Kimbrel would have had long-term yeah. security and Dallas Keuchel exactly. You know, he might have got Dallas Keuchel money. I think he would yeah, have. He's younger. Uh, that was three and fifty-five, or and a team like, like the White Sox probably would probably would have pursued him to get him on, you know, in, in the division out of uh, Minnesota. I wouldn't be surprised if over the next three seasons, Jake Odorizzi puts up better numbers than Dallas Keuchel. I wouldn't either. So that I mean, that's kind of probably maybe even go north of that price price point. I, mm-hmm. But anyway, that's an A for the Twins, and he'll get to go hit free agency next offseason unless yeah. there's some long-term deal. Worked out in Minnesota. Okay, moving on. Second move. We already kind of talked about this one, so maybe we'll just fast forward through it. But Alex Avila to backup catch Mitch Garver, one year, four point two five million dollars. It's just it's a C. It, it's a C type of move, not because it's bad, but it's yeah. just it's well, how much a necessary move? How much did Castro make last year? Um, I think he was on a three year, twenty four million. So he's at eight million a pop. So, or maybe I mean, 21, I, I can't remember exactly. Because to me, it just kind of seems like you've just re, you just got another Jason Castro to me. For 4 million Avila. bucks. Yeah. I See, mean, for 4 million bucks cheaper. I'm giving this a B-, minus, not because I don't like him as a player. In fact, I talked with somebody in the game not affiliated with the Twins who said, it's a good fit for them. For what they're looking for, yep. to pair with Mitch Garver, this guy as a defensive catcher with a little bit of bat from the left side of the plate, this is a good fit for the Twins. I said, okay, all right. So I won't hammer them for it. But I was thinking, well, you, he's Monty Grandall. But you were yeah. shooting. But you, you, <laughs> you know, were trying. There's a star catcher. You for were you? shooting for the stars with with what they probably consider to be a star catcher. Yeah. So like your guy was here, and then you're like, I get another one of my guys. Right. Yeah. Would they have? Here's a question for you, Derek. If they, let's say they went after. Randall and and got him yeah for what the White Sox gave him which was what four and seventy yeah, two some, or something some, like that something up in the yeah mid seventies do they still go and get Donaldson I don't think so I don't think so and so if your next question is are you happy that it played out this way like uh, yeah yeah because my way was experimental I, mm-hmm. it was going to be does Garver Grandall does that tandem work behind the plate and there's only so many catcher innings you can give out yeah. It was going to be kind of forced. That was, hey, if you miss on Garrett Cole, if you miss on Steven Strasburg, miss on Anthony Rendon, here's a star for you, and he's freely available. Josh Donaldson is probably a more natural fit with the Twins. And I no, think, I don't think they do both of those. I mm-hmm. think this is a C move, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, you don't need to ace it doesn't. Test. Yeah, it does not. Um, it's not like I'm saying, man, backup catcher could have been so much better. Michael Pineda got two years and $20 million. He's going to have to sit the first 39 games of the season, probably miss about five, six weeks. I think he's back in mid-May. Adding a second year to this deal is interesting to me, Judd. Guy coming off of a banned substance suspension, and you'd think that nobody knows him better than the Twins. What do you think about Michael Pineda for two and twenty? 
I'm going to give this move personally a D. I hate it because I am not bringing back a guy who did to me what he did to them. Wow. I hate, I, look, look, he seemed like an okay guy, but I'm sorry. If you get pinched for something, it's your fault. Yep. I, I don't want to hear about supplements and dietary pills. This is your fault. And what he did to their, and not saying they beat the Yankees, okay, just to be clear, but what he did to their playoff chances, and Randy Dobnik all of a sudden has to start game two, was inexcusable. And if I'm looking to, and I know he's liked by his teammates, but if I'm looking to have an accountable clubhouse with accountable people, which for the most part I think they do, yeah, he's not coming That's back. That's a good point. So I personally, he might be fine. So he might be a B-plus move. But it's a D to me because I would have said, you're done here. Okay. I'm giving it an A-. minus. I did not consider what you just said until just now, that that you are setting a bad precedent for everybody else. I guess you could say the same thing about you know extending Jorge Polanco, right? Or bringing in Nelson Cruz. These are guys who have also been popped. I personally mm-hmm. am not passing judgment on those. I'm trying to make the best baseball team I can. If I trust you as a person and I think you have integrity, then we can look at these individual cases, you know, on their own merits. The Pineda one's fascinating because if he was just a free agent, just didn't get suspended, just finished the year with the Twins, had a great run at the end of it coming off Tommy John, he probably gets $20 million for one year. So I think this is Michael Pineda's apology to the Twins. I think this is him saying, here you go. Here's a free year of my services for how bad I screwed you last year. Let's make this work. Polanco, I felt, was young and dumb. Cruz got suspended what now? 2012. 2012. So that's that's 13 maybe, a long time ago and yeah. didn't involve me. This was a veteran player who basically helped submarine me. He screwed you. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and I am and it's his fault and and it's it this was to me inexcusable. We got to go rapid fire on the last couple here. Tyler Clippard and Sergio Romo signed with the Twins just before Christmas. They're Good bullpen moves. This makes this pen a- minus, even stronger. Because I, I yeah. like where this pen's going. The Clippard move is is now, in context with the Donaldson move and stuff, becomes much more palatable as far as, hey, but this bullpen now, I, I think it's gone from suspect to good. It could be one of the best okay. bullpens so, in the big leagues. It's not that I love these two pitchers, but I do believe that they solidify a yeah. bullpen that's good. It's got good arms. I love this. Um, I do, too, and I think they're going to lean more heavily on their bullpen this year. I think you're going to see more out of guys like right Tyler guys Duffy too this time. Oh yeah, well yeah, <laughs> not going to be bringing in the wrong guys anymore. <laughs> All right, hey, that I was just a shot across the bow at Rocco. I could help Rocco out. You know what? Orly Brios in that game, sure, which you could have done. Cody Stashek had a good year. I still think he made the wrong bullpen move, Rocco. Yeah, let's see the human condition. Cody Stashek in an interleague game in San Diego gets three outs, so therefore he can get three outs against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium <laughs> in October. Yeah, it's a little different ball game. But I think that this bullpen has become so good and so deep that they can either go like to that. it earlier or they can play around with some yep. opener concepts or they can piggyback some guys. They can do a lot of interesting things if they choose to with their bullpen this year. And then the biggest move before the Josh Donaldson move, which if the Josh Donaldson move didn't happen, this is your biggest move. On the same day, New Year's Eve, they signed Homer Bailey and Rich Hill to contracts. Glenn Perkins put it interestingly today when we taped Glenn Perkins on baseball earlier. If you didn't hear that show, you can find it. Score North Twin Show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your shows. He said they signed Homer Bailey to get them to October. They signed Rich Hill to pitch for them in October. 
I'm giving them an I incomplete. <laughs> I got a classic cop out. I got to see. Well, yeah. Rich Hill, I have no idea. Yeah. Is, is Rich Hill going to get out there and pitch his first time out, uh, get through three, and then grab his arm? For sure. He basically had a Tommy, an early Tommy John surgery to Revision, hopefully get, they call yeah. It. yeah. Well, but that means right, I get that's you. the same thing as saying, "Hey, you're close to it, but we're not going to." So, to me, seriously, yeah, incomplete. And, and the other thing with Rich Hill too that I'm wondering that will be interesting to see how this plays out with him is not only you know will he be healthy, but also if he is healthy, because because for every player. At some point, the guy falls off the cliff. At some point. Now, some guys, it's sooner than others. You know, in the case of like the Vikings with Xavier Rhodes, it happened when he was 29 years old, basically. Sure. Other guys, they can play well into the their 30s, well into their done. 40s. Yeah. So Rich Hill eventually, at some point, is going to fall off the cliff. My question is is that going to be this year? We'll see. And, we'll, and we'll have to find out. We'll obviously, see. incomplete is interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B minus because you went in with higher expectations. But I do buy into their logic that Homer Bailey has a little bit more than what his stats page showed. And Rich Hill, when he's healthy, which is a big when, big if. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's a top twenty pitcher in the game. So <laughs> we'll yeah. see if those two guys can get him to October, and, and in, then Rich Hill can help him and through. In 1999, he was fantastic. <laughs> All right, so you're incomplete. I'm giving them a B-plus on this offseason. Would have liked some more impact pitching, but I think they did well to add wins to their team. Uh, that about do it for the report card here on the Score North Twin Show. This is a special episode. If you missed anything from today's show, you can find the Score North Twin Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Tell a friend. For Manny Hill and Judd Zalget and Glenn Perkins and Phil Mackey, I am Derek Wetmore. Maybe see you guys out at Twins Fest. Have a good weekend. Uh-oh. The Bomba Squad just added the bringer of rain with former league MVP Josh Donaldson now in the fold. Swing and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. Do the Twins have the best lineup in baseball? How far can they go in 2020? We love talking Twins baseball right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. Hey there, it's Phil Mackey for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, and Federated is here to give business owners out there peace of mind. You pour your life and energy into a business, and the last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense, and that's where Federated comes in. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, over a century of experience in standing behind business owners. If you're a business owner and you want some more peace of mind, go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about your local federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours.